Hoggos and welcome back to this week's episode of the In The Hub podcast, brought to you by Playbox Technology UK. Today, I'll be speaking to Nicholas Moulin Fournier, Senior Vice President of New Video Services at Utilsat. Nicholas holds 20 years of experience working over a variety of industries, helping to develop and transform multinational businesses. This has led Nicholas to his current SVP role at Utilsat, as well as being the product director behind sat.tv. Hope you enjoy this episode. Awesome. So welcome to the In The Hub podcast, Nicholas. Thanks a lot for taking the time out this morning. Um, Just for a little bit of background before we do start, how did you get started in the broadcasting industry? How, How did you begin your career? That's a, that's a funny question because actually I um, I've got um, an engineering background in uh, space telecommunication, but I uh, I started my career in uh, nothing to do with uh, with space telecommunication. I started in strategy consulting, uh, working for consumer goods, uh, heavy industry, uh, all, all kind of different industry except. Uh, except telecommunication. Uh, no, actually, I, I worked a little bit on uh, for telecom operators, but not at all on satellite. Uh, so I uh, I spent mostly uh, almost nine years in strategy consulting. I spent a couple of years in the software industry, uh, and then I came back to uh, to to the satellite uh, by joining Utelsat uh, ten years ago. So that has been a, 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 lo- a long journey to come back to my uh, my initial initial career. Yeah, and then obviously that brings us up to, to up to now, and and you obviously having a position at Utilsat, and and just for anyone who doesn't already know, um, but I'm assuming a lot of people will already know. Uh, could you just quickly introduce us to Utilsat and, and what kind of services do you guys provide? Sure. So Utilsat is a third satellite operator in the world. Uh, we are we are having a, a revenue of 1.3 billion euros, something like this. So we are really satellite operator means that we are leasing satellite capacity. We are in the infrastructure, but two thirds of our revenue are done with video clients, uh, mainly television. So either pay TV television or free to air television uh, for direct to home reception. Yeah. And you, you guys are a huge name in the industry. Um, so obviously, Nicholas, uh, coming back to you personally, you've had a, a few kind of a number of exciting positions in this industry. And, and like you said, in, in many different industries, um, has there kind of been a highlight project for you that you've worked on, maybe specifically at Utilsat that, that you can kind of tell us today? Absolutely. Uh, so one key key project uh, to me at Utilsat uh, that uh, well, and one key topic that uh, that caught my uh, my attention uh, uh, in the first year at Utilsat was uh, was was the value of the the free to air TV channel that we are broadcasting uh, on, on satellites, and we've got key orbital positions where um, tens of millions of Home. So hundreds of millions of people are watching television daily uh, on those orbital position. Uh, and uh, namely, I'm talking about uh, the position that is jointly um, we uh, jointly operated with uh, Nilesat at seven west for the Arabic mainly for the Arabic speaking countries, uh, but uh, obviously also uh, the well known uh, orbital position Oddbird that is covering uh, a wide diversity of audiences uh, in Europe. Uh, and uh, what, what struck me uh, is is uh, the number of channels that are available on those orbital positions. We are talking about hundreds of TV channels that are available for free with very simple um, product. However, uh, I think that the free to 
user experience uh, was stuck in the early 2000s, so at the beginning of digital television. And that, I, I thought that that was a pain because uh, because it, it was difficult for, for people to find their content of interest in this huge content offer. Uh, and so that's why uh, I, I, I pushed uh, with different steps uh, this topic of first marketing more uh, intelligently uh, the content offer that we are carrying on orbital position to the end audience, and then providing uh, easy access to the um, to, to the end user to this huge content. So and this is uh, now um, embodied in a in a service that is called Sat TV uh, that we launched on set top boxes on free on free to air set top boxes very cheap set top boxes uh, in uh, the different orbital position and which is now available uh, at um, at Seven West for for the Arabic speaking countries on Oddbird but we are also deploying in other orbital position we are planning to deploy it in uh, sub-Saharan Africa for instance yeah brilliant stuff and and just going a bit further into Sat TV and that was something I wanted to talk about with you today, Nicholas. What is the main goal of Sat TV? What is the end goal? Because I, I was thinking about this the other day, and it, it struck me that we often forget that that with the rise of OTT streaming platforms and, and on demand, free TV still makes up a massive, massive amount of, of viewing in Europe, Middle East, and Africa, doesn't it? So, what is that main goal for Sat TV going forwards? Well, it, it, it is, and let, let me take the example of um, of the Middle East and North African market, uh, which which is one of the key uh, key orbital position for us uh, in this country. So. We are we are serving uh, an audi audiences that are uh, spreading from uh, you know from Morocco to Saudi Arabia, uh, wide diversities of countries of culture of uh, of wealth of uh, internet penetration etc. However, um, live television remains something that is in the culture of all those countries and satellite tele television. Is uh, is the main uh, distribution uh, infrastructure for for live television in all those countries, including Saudi Arabia, where, where internet is uh, massively deployed. Okay, uh, and uh, and it's and in those countries, people are watching linear television and they are watching free linear television. And what, what there is an example that is very interesting is the Ramadan period, for instance, in those countries is is very important because people, you know, they, they are fasting during uh, during the during the day, and then when they come back home, they are sitting down in family, eating, to, breaking the fast together, and watching television, watching dramas. They love dramas, they love movies, etc. And all the TV channels in the region are uh, launching their new TV series during Ramadan. Uh, so it's something that is very important. Uh, it's really culturally, uh, let's say, uh, uh, entrenched in the, in, in, in the different body, in the, the different people. Uh, but we are talking about 700 unique TV channels that are broadcasted on this orbital position, 700 free-to-air television. It's huge. I'm talking about just um, movies and series. We are talking about something like 200 um, movies and series. So the risk is that if you don't have a guide that helps you finding uh, what content is aired on what channel, then you are probably uh, missing a lot of interesting content and you 
you finally go back to, to the same uh, same channels. So SatTV has been designed to uh, to discover uh, new content, other channels, uh, interesting things, and we have done it this in um, in a, in a, let's say in a modern manner that is very graphic oriented. Uh, so we are displaying, uh, well, we are installing on the channel, we are maintaining all the channel on the, on the orbital position. We are displaying the channel with the channel logo. Seems so basic now for us in uh, in uh, Western countries uh, with IPTV on the, on the OTT uh, services, but uh, most of those population don't have logos they don't, uh, so they just have a, a dumb list of channels that are classified by frequencies. So it's, uh, you know, the old uh, FM uh, mode of navigation through the channel with 700 TV, TV channels. So now we are installing the channel with the logos. We are installing the channel with, um, with a fixed number uh, in order for the broadcaster to communicate very simply to the audience by saying, find me in number 103, for instance. Uh, we classify the channel by genre which means that if you want to find all the TV, uh, all the, the movies and series film, uh, ch TV channel, you press a button and you find them. And we've got all the program information, all, all the channels that are sent to the set-top boxes with rich program information, including uh, program illustration, which means that we can now uh, display a mosaic of programs that are aired or that will be aired in uh, in the house to come, uh, filter by genre. So if you want to have all the dramas, programs that are aired, you've got a mosaic of all the programs uh, that are aired now on the orbital position. And it's a huge offer. Over a week, we've got something like 3,000 3, uh, drama episodes, 600 movies aired on the orbital position. Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant stuff, Nicholas. And, and... I just wanted to probe further into this idea of broadcasters and content providers at the moment. And it seems increasingly so that there's this important balance between getting your content and your episodes and, and series seen absolutely everywhere, you know, as far as, as, as you can reach them. Um, but also being able to kind of personalize this content and, and target it towards niche audiences. Um, are there any kind of examples? How, how have you seen your customers uh, evolving and, 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 you know, uh, adapting their content offering in in 2021. Mm -mm. Um, it, it, it's not a surprise. All the broadcasters, or at least most of the broadcasters, are moving to OTT as well. They are complementing their distribution, their satellite distribution, with an OTT distribution. Uh, how they do it, it really depends on uh, on the region. So, as I said, and it's illustrative of uh, <laughs> of this cultural uh, mindset. For instance, in, uh, in uh, Arabic countries, most of the channels are distributing their content live on, uh, on OTT, either uh, through their website or they go to YouTube as well, like, uh, like a lot of channels. Uh, some are doing uh, uh, on-demand uh, on demand services, catch up or new episodes. Uh, there is, for instance, uh, a very successful uh, service that is launched by, uh, that is operated by NBC that is called Shahid uh, in the region that is very popular. Uh, and it's true that it's progressively the on-demand uh, on consumption is taking traction. However, um, there is a lot of countries where uh, the bandwidth is expensive. You know, people are buying the, the gigabyte. Uh, and uh, so they are limiting their consumption to a small episode, to, uh, let's say, snippets or this kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, 
and they prefer to watch you know, movies, dramas, etc., in family in, in front of the TV set. So it's really a complementary uh, distribution that we are seeing. Um, satellite uh, live television and satellite being the let's say the backbone of the the consumption, the family consumption, and some uh, some personalized usages being uh, distributed over OTT. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I wanted to kind of talk a bit more about linear TV and live TV consumption at the moment. And from all the reports I've seen, from from all of the news around that at the moment, it, the outlook is looking absolutely fantastic at the moment. Um, you know, live event hype is at an all-time high. Um, advertising revenues are, are returning to obviously pre-pandemic levels and, and above. Um, how optimistic are you for, for linear and live television moving forwards? Do you think it's always going to be this this major major thing in in across the world? What, what time frame are you giving me? <laughs> <laughs> Let's say um, throughout this next decade, so 2020 to 2030, uh, you know, what's the outlook for yeah. you guys? Yeah, no, no, the, the, the outlook uh, look, looks good. Uh, as I said, um, well, it, it really depends on the region, absolutely. But uh, in, in some regions, uh, the, the linear television remains uh, culturally very important. And, uh, and the, to be honest, and especially on our orbital position where we are reaching you know, hundreds of millions of people, uh, satellite broadcast remains the cheapest way by a huge number of uh, magnitude uh, compared to any, any kind of other distribution. Uh, so that's, that's, uh, that, that's a key, uh, key pillar to maintain a, a strong uh, linear television offer in the region, uh, obviously, uh, sport uh, sport is something that is quite important and that you can see only on uh, on, uh, on on linear television because then the, the experience is ruined. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, and if you want to to enjoy good quality, especially in HD, uh, then uh, streaming in HD is something that is very complex, very and um, that will remain costly for the telecom operator as well as for the for, for the broadcaster. So so I see I, I see something that is uh, broadcast broadcast distribution as something very solid for for the for the decade. Yeah, I think it's untouchable basically to see see all this hype and excitement around live sport returning, uh, you know, post pandemic. Um, and like you said, there is still that kind of aspect of uh, being able to watch a show that's airing for the first time and, and watching it with your family, with your friends in the same room around a, a uh, you know, obviously a linear TV set. Um, so I completely agree with you there. And uh, Nicholas, this is a question that we ask at the end of every podcast. Um, and we ask the guests to sum it up in one word, basically. So if you could, in one word, what do you envision for the future of the broadcasting industry? I, uh, in one word, I think it would be uh, a progressive migration toward uh, uh, digit. It, let's say it's a second digi digitalization. In one word, it's two words. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, we'll take it. Grant me those two words. What I mean is that uh, broadcast television today is digital because it's digital television. However, in the usages, it's not as digital as everybody means. And I think that uh, SATV is the first step, for instance, to go digital because by providing a lot of program information, a lot of metadata to the content that is broadcast on air, uh, we are able to enrich and personalize the user experience of the, the people that are watching television. I think that we need to continue in this direction by, uh, for instance, by getting some insight on what people are watching which is something that is new for the broadcast. Uh, so this is a direction where broadcast uh, will be 
uh, will go, uh, which is a second digitalization. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's a brilliant answer, Nicholas. That, that, that's great. And it, yeah, I, I think it really does signal what's to come, basically. And just to finish up then, Nicholas, uh, how can people get in touch with you directly or Utilsat if they've got any inquiries or they want to get in touch? Definitely. Uh, well, if you want to know more about Utilsat, there is a, uh, a website that is called utilsat.com. Uh, you can find a lot of information if you are a broadcaster, if you are um, uh, an industry vendor, etc. If you want to know more about SAT TV uh, as a user experience, there is a website that is called sat.tv. You can follow us as well on uh, Instagram and Facebook, where we are doing a, a lot of promotion of the channel, all the set-the-box uh, brands that are uh, compatible with with our services, and uh, and I think that uh, then you, you you will find all your contacts uh, on those two different websites. Then you you can contact us by email or by chat, etc. Yeah, and what we'll do, Nicholas, we'll link to both of those websites in the podcast description as well. So anyone listening on Spotify, Apple Music, head to the description. You can find those links there. So once again, thank you for taking the time out this morning, Nicholas. Really do appreciate it. And it's, it's great to hear the kind of exciting things you've got going on at Utilsat and how they'll progress in the future. It, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much, Nicholas. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.